0: everyone to a special edition of Uptown After Dark. Um, we have uh, Alex, please introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. How are you doing?
1: Hi, doing well. Thank you for having me. Uh, yes, my name is Alex Liu. I'm a science and health reporter and uh, I have a new documentary coming out called A Explanation." It is my uh, attempt, my quest to get a comprehensive sex education for the first time in my life no matter how awkward and painful it gets. And, and it does get a little awkward and painful at times.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. Um, So what made you decide that you want to put together this documentary? Like what, what was going through, what was the the, the process when you were developing this? What, what made you decide you wanted to do this?
1: Yeah. So, so I think this has been something that honestly has been brewing inside me probably since puberty. Um, I'm gay. And I think, you know, frankly the, uh, the schools the culture the media did not prepare me or my family to have to deal with what that would entail and deal with kind of the deep deep shame that i that i i had about that fact it was an incredibly uh, difficult painful situation for, for the entire family and and i think uh, into my 20s that shame was useful in terms of being uh, uh, giving myself a sense of purpose and and meaning that shame fueled a lot of anger and and fueled me to become a health reporter. It fueled me to be an activist for, for same sex marriage and marriage equality. Uh, But by the time I was in my thirties, I think um, uh, I just didn't have the emotional energy anymore to, to deal with that anger. The anger was not serving me anyway. It was, it was very destructive in many ways. And so I think the movie was a way to kind of process a lot of that and, and, and really, I started to realize after help with a lot of therapy that the you know the the anger was really just a way for me to control and and project outward the deep, deep, deep shame I still had. So so the movie was just a way for me to finally come to terms with a lot of the things that I've been repressing for my entire life.
0: Well, I mean, uh, thank God, you know, you found a constructive way to channel that 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 pain and that shame and, and all of those emotions because i mean you definitely a, a lot of people don't find constructive ways to deal with that sort of emotion and they usually find destructive ways of, of dealing with it so i mean you definitely got to look at it from from that point that you know what i'm saying if it, if it gave you a purpose and you got a nice beautiful baby called a sexplanation out of it <laughs> then you yes. know it was all worth it totally I mean,
1: and i think if I hadn't had the support of my family, if I hadn't the support of great therapists, friends, I would have gone on a very much more destructive path, just, as you said. And, and I think um, this the movie is also kind of a, a hope, uh, hopefully is something that gives people a little hope that that there is maybe another way. And, and that sex and sexuality, especially if you're a sexual minority, especially for a woman, uh, it, it can be something that that is actually a beautiful, transcendent part of your life if, if you let it.
0: Um, so why do you think that there is so much shame attached to sexuality in general, whether you're a a, a trans person, whether you're gay, straight bi, why do you think that Mm -hmm. there's so much shame attached to sexuality?
1: That's a great question. And I think a lot of people have loved answers, but I think at its, at its core, shame is just the most kind of, uh powerful tool societies have to control bodies, right? I think at, at its very core that because sex and sexuality is so tightly, tightly wrapped around reproduction, and then also wrapped around disease, that, you know, so many institutions from religion, government, you know, schools, you know, media, they have this, this huge interest to try to control how we use our bodies in a way that serves maybe uh you know creating an army or or creating a bigger population or creating more workers uh, but they're but they're not put together to to create happy healthy uh spiritually well people and i think shame is just that it's it's the most effective tool we have to to deal with with how to control people's sexuality but what you what happens though it's such a blunt tool that it just caused so much suffering in many people uh, and, and many people who, frankly, aren't in the majority, get, do get kind of crushed under under the weight of of these 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 agendas that have nothing to do with with with, with human happiness.
0: I mean, it, it's it's not just how, control of the body, but it's control of the mind too, right? Because totally. uh, a lot of the things that people have to deal with when it comes down to sexuality, it it lives in their brain rent free, totally and totally controls that all of their actions moving forward you know what i'm saying so
1: um that's well put
0: how can how do you think people could communicate and have these conversations about sex without having the shame element there
1: yeah that that's a great question because i think um before i started this process um I was actually becoming the person, the, the type of person I hated, right? Like I would, I grew up Catholic, right? And I, I think the Catholic church did just a number on my family and so many other families in the world. And I was so angry at the, cath- at the Catholic church that I did like everything in my power <laughs> to do the exact opposite of what they were teaching, right? So I had a lot of indiscriminate sex uh, with a lot of people I you know, don't even really know that well. I was doing a lot of things that I think um, made me... Uh, what I would call liberated or let go of my shame. But what was happening, I think really, um, you know, uh, if some gay man, let's say, came up to me at that time in my life, my, my 20s, and said something like, you know, I actually don't enjoy anal sex, let's say. I would have just come so hard down on them and said something like, that's because you're repressed, you internalized homophobia, you're letting the Catholic Church win. And I, I was becoming a person who was, who was shaming people. You know, I was becoming a person just on the opposite end of the spectrum who, um, I, I was not a person. I was not what I wanted to be, which is a place of non-judgmental listening, a place that would de-shame a situation. And so, what I've learned through this process of making this movie that if what I want from others is, you know, acceptance, tolerance, a uh, uh, love, I have to be willing to do the same, even if I disagree with you, or even if I have certain biases or, or around my own uh, what I think is best for them, right? Because you know, that, that's good. And, you know, the, you know, the hell, what is the, the road is to hell is paved with good intentions. You know, you, you, you don't realize you think you're doing good, but ultimately you're just making things even worse in many ways. So I think the one thing I've learned is that um, to be that person of just pure listening, to create that safe space, that when people talk to you, if, if they feel like they're they're they can actually, you're actually listening to them, you're hold, withholding your judgments, Everyone's going to have a judgment. Everyone's going to have a bias. It's easy to feel disgust. You can't control that. What you can control is, do you let it show? Do you let it actually, you know, infiltrate that relationship? And if you can actually be that person and it takes energy, it takes emotional work. But if you can be that place of just listening and love and acceptance for a person, no matter where they are in their journey, even if they are repressed and internalized homophobia or whatever it is, if you can be that place of, of listening, that's the only chance that person has of letting go of that shame. Of it. When you feel heard and you feel loved, no matter where you are in your journey, uh, there's just no greater feeling. That feeling of belonging is the only thing that can let go of shame.
0: Um, I think that was uh, very well said. I mean, I think that um, everybody judges, but I think people should learn to judge more objectively and remove the emotional component from mm-hmm how they're, they're, they're judging, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you wanna judge it and look at it from a, a logical standpoint and try to be more more logical about it or just not judge at all. But I think if people would just learn to judge objectively, people could be able to have conversations with each other. And even if you guys can't, you, you come to an impasse and you can't agree, just being able to agree to disagree, because I feel like the way society is kind of set up now, if you don't agree with somebody, they want to put a label on you. They want oh, to say totally. you have some sort of phobia. Like when it's just, yeah. I don't agree with you. It's not right. because I'm, I'll have any phobia or I'm scared of anything. It's just that I don't agree with you, and that's okay.
1: It, it, I, th- that's beautifully put. Because I think what I've learned in this process, and I was, you know, forced to talk to people I disagree with in this, in making this movie. And you know, when you're, when you're I on. Yeah, yeah. When you're on, when
0: cam- you spoke to the, uh, I think the, the senator. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I could tell that you really strongly disagreed. Right, with- right. Yeah, and and you know, it took
1: you know, if there weren't if there wasn't a camera in the room, I might have reacted a lot more negatively. Right, <laughs> I might have really been there and telling, like you know, you know, giving him a lot of hell. Um, but but because there's a, and because you see yourself on camera, and you see and you realize very quickly, you know, that oh gosh, like I'm actually, be- you know, do I actually? I want him to see my humanity, but am I seeing his humanity? Even though I disagree with them hundred percent, even though I would never vote for him, like he's still a human being, and being a human being is just—it's—it's it's, its own, you know, special. You know, you—you you have to respect the humanity in a person if you have any chance of coming to any form of, of, of um, at least um, neutral ground? understanding. Yeah, understanding. You know, you know, and 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 I came away with that from that interaction. Again, like. Not ever wanting to vote for him, disagreeing with him, but being like, if he were my neighbor, I bet he would be lovely to be a neighbor. He'd be, he's thoughtful. He was willing to listen to me. He was willing to engage with my arguments, even though he disagreed. And I think that's kind of a much more fun way to live than like stick to your bubble, stick to your tribe. Anything that goes against it is is bad. I mean, that's just seems so exhausting. After all. I mean,
0: e- even even though I could, see from when um I-, I watched the doc that um you guys clearly had opposing opinions it was great to see two pe- people with opposing opinions and not only that but opposing opinions from two completely different lifestyles right you're a, a, a gay asian man he's a straight <laughs> yep. you know what i'm saying white man yeah. and the fact that you guys were able to have a conversation and have civil conversation without it being heated but still Come to an impasse, and you 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 agree to disagree, but it still remains civil. Like uh, it's so much that people should could, if they really like, dig into the nuance of that. Mm-hmm. How important that is.
1: Oh well, thank you for saying that uh, because it was. Uh, it took a little, long time for me to get there. You know, I I get I get the imp. If I had that interview even a year ago, I would have gone there and totally in bad faith. I would have gone there to, to, you know, like I said, destroy him to make him look as bad as he could have on camera, because he would have been the person that represented why I I was in so much pain. Um, but in a weird way, going through this process, realizing that actually the only way to heal my pain is to start to see the humanity in other people to actually be the person that you, that you want other people to be. That was a huge, you know, flip in my mind. And, and that's just been uh, a totally unexpected, but, uh, very, very enjoyable part of this whole process.
0: Um, Why do you think that sex is such a, I mean, it's one of those things, it's very intrusive to ask somebody like about their (laughs) sexuality, Mm -hmm. Um, but yet these conversations clearly need to be had so that way people could try to understand each other better, Mm -hmm. right? So do you think that there's a way to have these intrusive conversations, but still kind of find a way to be, get people to understand and respect each other better for whatever the differences may be, but not be so intrusive?
1: I, I love that question because it's something I struggle with a lot. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's there is, I think sometimes I would myself m- misunderstand like shame and privacy, right? And I think a good way to think about that is like, the act of masturbation is not inherently shameful it's it's totally great but we don't all masturbate in public because it makes people uncomfortable it's something you do in private right but right. you maybe will can masturbate with a loved one you know there's there are people in your life who you do let in right and that's and and i think that's kind of how i think about how you talk about these things like if you were to meet someone for the first time and start talking about sex in a very personal way i think that's that's kind of unconsensual it's kind of like in that that weird kind of gray area but 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 i think the people who you really, you know, you really love, who really love you. You know, I think a lot about how, um, you know, I I am married now and I and I hid the fact that I masturbated for my husband for for years, even though we've had full intercourse, you know, like like the people you choose to share these things with, I think, is something that takes time, a lot of time. You have to put the trust in, you have to show you you have to show you're there for the good intentions. You're not there to hear about these things for any salacious ways you're here to actually be just someone of listening i I think you have to it takes a lot of time to get to that point of intimacy where you can have these conversations um and so that's one thing i would say and the other thing i would say is you know i think um i can only speak from like kind of my gay male perspective but like we have you know kind of a, a a fun thing we do we have brunch you know after a big night out and we talk about all the conquests sexual conquests we have right and i think that's one thing that's very, maybe it's also a male thing, but like, I think we're willing to talk about that. (laughs) Uh, We're willing to talk about that in a kind of, but it's kind of, it's kind of a very surface level thing, right? It's not, it's like, like, look who I got last night. Look what I did, blah, blah, blah. Like, look, I got, I I did this, but we're not actually talking about what's under the surface. Like, actually it didn't go well. There was like a moment when we had sex where I was unsure if this was consensual or not, you know, these really tricky touchy kind of things that I think um, that we all, yeah, that we all need to talk about. Um, and I think it is again, just baby steps. I think if some, if you, you know, you know, sometimes it just requires talking about celebrities you hear who have the same situation, talking about little things that, that, and establishing that sense of safe space and trust, um, through small, small conversations. And hopefully over time, you can kind of get to a place where you're talking about the real meat of of what we need to talk about. And, And ultimately, I think a lot of people, especially those who, who, uh, are uh, really close to you, family, friends you've known for years, decades. Um, sometimes I think I've been more surprised often than not. Some people aren't willing to have the conversation and I won't push, but some people I think have been waiting to have this conversation for such a long time. They just didn't know how, because we don't have that a good modeling around that. And, and just that small amount of permission being like, have you ever thought about this? Like, is this a thing that's weird to you? Or like, do you masturbate like all the time? Or just little things like that, I, I think uh, has been great to actually... Uh, 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 I get so much closer with my friends and families. We know each other so much more. And we love each other much more for who we actually are as a full human being. Um, so I think it is is—it is trial and error. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to get a little, you know, sticky at times. But if you kind of put this, the work in day by day, little by little, uh, I think you'll be amazed over the course of one, two, five years, just how much more uh, substantive the conversations around sex can be.
0: Got it. Um, I think that... Um... One of the things that uh, I remember you you talked about during the doc was uh, sex education. Um, and I think that probably plays a key component. Like if you can get teens, because that's when people usually start thinking about having mm-hmm. sex in their teens, right? So if you can get teens to comfortably have safe spaces where they can talk about their sexuality. They can talk about the things that they're feeling. They can learn things about their body and themselves that don't include the shameful parts where they, you know, you just want to show people uh, pictures and and, and of STDs and and show people the dark side of sex. Right. right? Yeah. Um, Then as people transition into adulthood, they'll feel more comfortable having these conversations because the, the the groundwork was already laid laid down yeah. in high school to make people feel comfortable when they first started thinking about sex, to want to just be able to feel comfortable having these conversations. But because that doesn't happen anymore, yeah, you know, like you, you have adults that just grow up and if and the reality is most people aren't having these conversations at home. So yeah. if you're not at, yeah. at home and you're not having these conversations at school. Then you usually have these conversations with your friends that don't know more than you. So right, exactly. It's the blind, it's the blind exactly. leading the blind, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they
1: don't, they don't know, they don't know. Yeah, more blind than leading you. the blind for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and I think one of the things I, I think sometimes it helps to get really like technical. Like there are th- just, just as a, if you're a parent, especially. Um, you know, you teach your kids every part of the body, but often you skip saying like penis or vulva or, or and they're body parts, right? They're, there's nothing inherently shameful about them, but I get that it's uncomfortable to talk about, but, but, but by saying so, uh, those
0: so my children body parts, like yeah. that's
1: important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just by, just by showing your kids that you're not afraid to say these words gives them the confidence that, Oh, if I have a question about my penis, I can go to my parent rather than go to my friend, which maybe would be, which what parent would want that, you know? Um, and so, and, and it does, you know, it, it can get, it can get tricky at times. And, and I think I have a lot of sympathy and empathy for parents who, who uh, feel uncomfortable around that. And Cause sometimes kids, you know, they'll, they'll keep asking why, why, why they'll ask questions like, like, what does sperm look like? You know, what, what is, what does sex look like? Or what does it feel like? And, and these questions we're not trained to talk about. Um, and I think it's just important that age appropriate you know your kid the best you know it's 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 I I hate it makes me so sad to think that people often go go straight to like oh you're going to teach your kids how to have sex at five that's horrible but then you no no no. the point is that the kids all you can't stop your kids from having these questions their kids are curious and and it's incumbent on all of us uh, especially the trusted trusted um, parents and and adults in a kid's life Um, just matter of factly very normally you know, 30 seconds, just show them like, oh yeah, it's, you know, it's this, this, this at a, at a level of that, they can kind of understand. And you'll be amazed how kids just go to them the next question about dinosaurs or rabbits or whatever it is. If you, if you treat sex as just a normal part of the human existence of planet Earth, um, they'll they'll then come to you with all their real questions when they get older uh, and you'll set them up for so much more success.
0: Sure, I mean, I, but I mean, you, it kind of starts with as the parent, didn't grow up in an environment where yeah that was totally and and they they felt comfortable it, sometimes people were unknowingly repeat cycles
1: oh yeah it's I, right. I, I, yeah i've i've told that's what i saying i've told empathy for parents who who you know I'm, I'm not i used to be in a place where i would blame parents I, and there's no blame really it's 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 just the cycle of like, like you said that the, the, the repeating these cycles um and and um and unfortunately, you know, though, you know, the silence is often kind of uh, uh, the largest shaming message we give. And so, I think uh, if if this is something that's important to you, um, you know, take the time to really think about why what's most important, and, and if you can kind of work past that shame and work past that silence, um, and and get help if you need to. I I think I'm such an advocate of getting help from. Uh, you know, talk to other parents, talk to other adults, talk to other people that you trust about how do you deal with this? How are you dealing with this in your house? Um, Because it's when you get that, that tribe, that community together, that's the best way uh, to really dismantle these cycles.
0: Okay. Um, So we've been doing a lot of talk about this doc, but we haven't talked about uh, where people can find it.
1: Oh yeah. Um, Yes. So we're going to be streaming worldwide on, on all the major kind of, uh, you uh, can, can rent or buy on all the major platforms worldwide. If you go to asexplanation.com, you'll be able to see where in your country you can get it. It becomes available. It should be, I think, by the time this is, comes out, it should be the, the uh, available. And um, and if you follow us on social media, at asexplanation on all the platforms, you'll also see kind of more events and, and fun things, hopefully, they will be doing with the movie. Okay. Okay. Um-
0: is it also um I thought it was going to be on which channel is that? Uh, oh
1: yes and it's and it's playing on Fuse TV. Uh, Fuse, yeah yeah yeah, Fuse. yeah all for the rest of the year you can catch it on there or there's are streaming Fuse uh, plus streaming platform yeah. Okay
0: cool. Um so what do you think has been the thing that you learned the most about yourself during this journey?
1: You know the thing that I've learned the most about myself during this journey is it's kind of what we were talking about before that that i've been so angry for such a long time that really was a mask for a deep shame that what i what i needed the most wasn't for the world to accept and love me it was for me to love and accept the world as it is and and to hopefully be that person that that place people can go to uh to really start to let go of a lot of their their defenses I'll let go of a lot of their shames and in that in, in being of service to people of being a true uh friend uh to really love someone to actually let let them to connect with them on that human level that was what i needed to do you know i i, I often i think often we think about like sex or love as something that we get like it's something that's owed to us something that we deserve and that, that might be true um but the best way to get it is to give it and that's the kind of a new lesson that I'm that I'm just kind of internalizing and in, just trying to figure out that that uh, the best way to
0: get and give love to, to get love is, is to give it out. That makes a hell of a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely like I said, uh, I, I was happy when we first started to uh, connect and, and talk about doing this interview and I, and I, I definitely enjoy watching the doc. Oh, thank um, you. I'm probably going to watch it again oh great oh. yeah um i mean because I, sometimes you have to like watch things multiple times because there might be like little nuggets that uh-huh. you miss the first go around and then you watch it again and you're like oh word i never paid it because i mean <laughs> it's it's definitely i could have missed something just off the sheer laughter that i had so oh, and i'm laughing so hard that did some this obviously conversation is continuing to happen as I'm laughing, but I might have missed it because I'm in the midst of just laughing at scenarios that I just think are Oh,
1: that means so much. Yeah, we we've spent a lot of time trying to make the movie as funny and engaging as possible. Cause we think ultimately, like the the shared experience of uh, a humorous moment, that the shame cannot live in that moment. So so we were thinking the best way to help people release shame is just to laugh at the absurdity of of, of the situation we all find ourselves in. And hopefully uh, we made a a movie that, that, you know, often documentaries can feel like homework. And hopefully this documentary doesn't feel like homework. It feels like a really funny,
0: engaging kind of uh, journey of sexual uh, liberation. I definitely agree. Um, So uh, before we close out, do you have any final thoughts, any final remarks you wanna let everybody know where they can uh, stream it again? Anything you gotta say, let me know.
1: Yeah, no, you know, go to a sexplation.com sex or any of our sex explanation on any of our social platforms. That would be the best way to keep in touch. And, you know, we're hoping to do do a uh, if you live in the south, we're hoping to do a southern tour because we think it would be fun kind of to go to some places that maybe need a little more of this this message. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah
0: going in, in, in the deep south. You might want to make sure you have some security with you.
1: <laughs> we are thinking through every, yes, every possibility for sure. Oh, uh, I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, just thank you for your time. This has been a great conversation. I, I really appreciate uh, uh, this time.
0: Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I think my final words for, for this interview are going to be, uh, who gives a fuck about what you do in your bedroom, right? Like at the end of the day, uh if you're a good person you have a good heart you have a good spirit your energy is good who cares about i don't care like about what you do in your bedroom like it's nobody's business and i think to shame anyone just because i'm overly concerning myself about something that's none of my goddamn business anyway (laughs) you know what i'm saying it is just ridiculous because what someone else does in their bedroom is none of my business
1: yeah. Life is hard enough. Let, let someone just enjoy it for a little bit, I say. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is, you know what I'm saying? I I don't understand why people put so invest so much time and energy into worrying about business that is not theirs. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, I yeah. And I, I sometimes wonder if it's maybe because they have not they're too scared, kind of like I was, too scared of what's actually going inside their own mind <laughs> to, to really and and the only way they can kind of feel like they have any sense of control is to is
0: to just kind of take it out on others. Yeah, I mean, well hopefully people, you know, kidding. like I said, you know, uh there's definitely things not only about uh sexuality but things just about humanity and being able to actively converse with another human being that you have an extremely different uh lifestyle than but still be able to have I think honestly for me that probably was the most important thing that i i took from your, your documentary oh, just thank you being, thank being able you. to see people have who who clearly don't agree right from two opposite ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. but have a conversation and it'd be civil.
1: yeah i, I just and, think life is so much better that way yeah thank you that, that means so much hearing that
0: well that is it alex uh thank you everyone who's watching this please go check out uh Uh, a Sexplanation. You can find them on uh, Instagram. They're going to be streaming on all of your major platforms. You can watch them on Fuse. And uh, thank you for your time again, Alex. Peace.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you.